Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Tell Me Something Good About Retail, where I interview some of the best entrepreneurs and retailers and people who deal with retail in a new and exciting podcast format each week. So join me live here, or you can also find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. Let's get going. This week, I'm talking to LaDonna McCarran, co-owner of The Pantry, Nook and Cranny, and Rose and Alice Handcrafted Soaps in Port Leash, Ireland. She talks about how kismet allowed her to grasp opportunities and run with them, don't be afraid to think laterally, and trust your instincts when you're ready to buy. I know you'll enjoy this episode, so let's get going. So LaDonna McCartan is my name. I have a business, a couple of businesses in Portlaoise with Mark, my partner. I suppose the first little business that we have is a, is a cafe. It's called The Pantry and it's uh, a business that we took over um, four years ago, not by design. Uh, it, it happened rather quickly, in fact. Um, it was a place that we liked to go for a coffee ourselves. We, uh, we felt very comfortable there and, and kind of had a few ideas about what we might do if ever uh-huh. we might own the property. And lo and behold, a few months later, it, it it became ours. Um, Had you ever been in the restaurant business? No, we didn't. No, my background is in hotel sales and marketing. Mark's an accountant. He's been in practice uh, for most of his life. And uh, so it was a real right turn for us. These are young people, by the way. Mm. These are not like 70 years old. It's not like they've had this long career of that. These are people like you and I who have just decided I'm going to do something different. Thank you, Bob. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me in a long time. Long time. It took on the pantry and uh, we retained the staff, actually, uh, that were there. There was a really super team there, um, which we had noticed, and we were very happy that they stayed on with us. So that was a really big help, uh, bearing in mind we didn't know how to make coffee, run a kitchen, uh, and do all the other multitude of things that come with running a, a food outlet. Um, so how did you succeed with that? Well, uh, just true grit. You just said we're going to find a way. Absolutely, <laughs> the the team were superb, um, and it was a very quick learning curve from our point of view. I suppose the the, the fact that Mark's an, an accountant was helpful because it enabled us to nail down KPIs very quickly. And then you decided to, that wasn't enough. You had to buy a gift shop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when we were when we were chatting with our customers, um, it became obvious that a, a lot of people were maybe leaving the town to go and find a gift when they had maybe a landmark occasion or a, a wedding or a, a birthday something special, or... something unique. Okay. Well, the kind of line that we heard quite a bit at the the cafe. Got to head off today. Um, I'm going to Dublin and going to somebody somewhere local. Uh, I've got to get something special for and uh, and maybe it was just a habit I don't know uh, so we decided that we would open uh, a gift shop that that offered maybe gifts that you mightn't find on the high street normally unusual gifts th- th- things that might surprise you to find in a gift shop that traditionally you mightn't associate with with a gift shop so look we were brave or mad one of the two I don't know <laughs> We're still in business, and that's in we're in our fourth year now. So that's, that's a good right. Thing, yeah. And then you you had a supplier who uh, decided to move back from Ireland to America. So correct. You weren't about to let that go because you were doing well with their soap. So what did you do with that? Absolutely. Well, brave or even matter, uh, we we took on that business. That was a soap making business, uh, a lovely little business actually, um, set up by actually an American lady. Yeah. So she started making soap actually at her kitchen table. Um, started making the soaps at, at markets. When we heard that this soap was being made locally in Leash, we approached her and asked her would she consider 
uh, having us sell it for her in her shop and it was very successful and uh, unfortunately then she decided to relocate to the west coast she missed real estate went back to where she was maybe more comfortable she called to say that the business was going to be wound down so we were distraught at that stage <laughs> and uh, and so were our customers they really well i think they would have been we didn't right. tell our customers mark and i were sitting at our own kitchen table one one evening looking at a variety of other alternative soap uh, providers from ireland and uh, he looked across the table at me, across a mountain of soap bars and price lists, and he said, LaDonna, um, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> and I said, oh God, I think I am. <laughs> and he said, do you think we could do this? It can't, and the magic words, Bob, it can't be that difficult. Um, at that point, I should have said, remember the time when we bought a cafe and we didn't know anything about running a cafe, uh, and, and you know, it, it took us a while. But anyway, long story short, we uh, purchased the business and uh, learned how to make soap in the traditional way. Again, we retained a, a super member of staff that uh, was working part-time with the former owner. We now make soap distributing to 30 stockists in Ireland. But it's a fundamental part of what we'd like to do ultimately uh, with the other businesses. It would make sense to have them in one location yeah. um, and that's ultimately what it makes a bigger destination for. and all it that does, it yeah. does yeah and there's, there's just a lot of synergy natural synergy between yeah. a coffee shop and a, a gift shop um, and then uh, having and then the, a, a the, workshop nearby right. where the soap can be you know there's a little bit of theater maybe going on so what do you think your biggest challenge has been in the last three years finding time to sleep <laughs> is, is certainly one thing um, it's been a very, very busy time, uh, but busy in a productive way. We, we're, we're very energized by what we do. We love what we do. You should all be able to tell that from the way she talks. She's, <laughs> she's like the number one cheerleader for this town, I think, uh, Alison. No, it, it, it actually balance and, and trying to prioritize. Dif- the difficulty for us hasn't been um, what do we do next or what are our, what, 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 have we any ideas? And that's not to say that it's, 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 uh, we've reached our destination. We absolutely haven't. We're just we're enjoying the journey and getting there um well that's the key you don't hate it absolutely no we get up every morning and uh you know we're, we're, we're in good form and we know what has to be done most of the time and um we just don't have enough time yeah, to finish right. before you know it it's six seven eight o'clock and darn gotta yeah. get something to eat gotta yeah. get something get, 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 Go some get a pint and, yeah exactly exactly and what? we do that from time to time of course <laughs> yeah yeah what do you think uh the greatest advice you ever got about your business was Greatest, greatest business advice? Do you know, I think that's an interesting question. Um, first thing that comes to mind is to make an informed decision, but not to be afraid to think laterally. Um, not to make a decision just because it's safe. Um, so I guess... That's how you end up with a pantry. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, I'm it, sure with Mark's background as an accountant, he could have outlined all the reasons it didn't work. Well, right. he certainly could have outlined all the reasons, all the risks we were taking. But he, he, um, Mark's always wanted to work for himself, uh-huh. um, and uh, he he's got a good all all round business sense. Um, he he tends to be the the shy and retiring person, where I'm, as you can gather, the little bit more. Uh, <laughs> a little more out there. A little bit more out there. So we we complement each other a little bit in business, and then with with obviously you can't do it on your own. Um, we've we've recruited, uh, we've retained and recruited further staff and retained a very good team, and that's helpful. You know, yeah. they, they understand what we're trying to achieve, um, and uh, and they're excited with us. You know, they've helped us to to build our little business yeah. to where where it is now. Well, you so 
you were in you were in big big corporations. What from that were you able to take here that you think other business owners may not? Is there something that you think you took from your previous job that enabled you to be able to do this job so well? Mark particularly had the the transferable skills. And in any business, I think you need an accountant. Uh, And I certainly couldn't have done that job. Never wanted to. (laughs) Don't like that stuff. No. Icky stuff. Yeah. Um, I liked the notion of selling to people um, and, and helping them reach a decision and understanding customer behaviour and uh, I, I liked that element. It was very similar in my previous job. Um, I suppose I liked the challenge of closing a sale fundamentally. Um, wow, this I, is music yeah. to my ears, uh, uh, listeners. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. And the whole element of customer relationship management and I think that is... It, it, it would have been something that we did over a longer period in, in hotel world sure. um, because we were working with people for for years and whether your journey in, in say, the gift shop, for example, m- may be shorter, it's, it's, the principles are still the same. The principles are still the same and I enjoy that very much. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. And you brought me here to Port Leash. Why in the world did you guys think of bringing me to Portleash? Well, uh, funny story, um, Alison Brown, who um, is one of the owners of Jerry Brown Jewelers, Alison is, uh, well, she's a neighbour across the road. Uh, her, her cafe, uh, or, sorry, our cafe is opposite her, her uh, lovely uh, jeweler shop. And uh, so we're, we're part of the business community and we're pals. I hope she would say that as well. Um, and uh, Alison and I, um, we... Co- have coffee meetings every now and then to discuss shoot the breeze yeah. and, 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 and that and um, uh, one morning we were we were talking about uh, we share information and, and things like that and uh, we were talking about uh, have you seen this guy the retail doctor oh my god do you know him too yeah he's fantastic did you see his blog this morning did you see his post that was and and because a lot of what you have been saying on your um, on your uh, social media posts are are totally relevant to us as you know a small business that, and, and that's whether we you're talking to a cafe or a gift shop or or jeweler mm. shop it's a customer facing environment so uh, we would compare notes on what we'd learned from you the the uh, evening wow. before um, which was great and. Uh, and um, so we're both members of Retail Excellence Ireland, the Association for, for Retail Members. She came skipping down the street to me one day and said, uh, guess who's speaking at the retail retreat this year in Dublin? And I said, I don't know, I don't know, I haven't seen it yet. Bob Fibbs, the retail doctor. And um, so I was delighted, we were delighted and, and uh, we decided there and then we were absolutely going again um, and we were going to go for two days because Bob's going to be speaking for two days uh, so we'll get all the information to be sure, to be sure and she she said to me over a cup of coffee God, I can't imagine if we could get Bob down to, uh, to Port Leash and I said, yeah, imagine, <laughs> wouldn't that be great and uh, that comment coincided with um, the establishment of a, a team, a town renewal team, which we have set up just recently in Portleash, um, a group of, I suppose, like-minded mm. people from all elements of the community, business, social community, parts of the community, and uh, who really just working with local authorities. I suppose just decided that, look, it's, it's, it's time to come together and try and make... Um, our, our, our town a better place to work, live, 
socialise, um, regenerate the town essentially. I suppose we're fired up by that and uh, Alison and I are, are, are on the team and we, we, we didn't even have an action after that. Uh, the next time I was talking to Alison, do you know I sent Bob off an email, sure, what harm can I do? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said fair play to you um, and uh, she, she rang me back then to say, oh LaDonna, he's available, he's available to come. What are we going to do? <laughs> So we approached our, our, our council and our uh, enterprise office locally um, and uh, asked them for their support, outlined the benefit that yeah. we felt it would have for our business community uh, and they were on board very quickly. And then we set about uh, telling our, our colleagues in business that uh, Bob Phipps is coming to town and you need to be there. This is something that will value us all. Uh, and you had a huge yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah. People didn't think you'd have that many people. No, they didn't. They absolutely didn't. People think that they're all alone and, you know, that, oh, we couldn't do this. We get caught up in this. Well, we can't. But think of it's It's kind of like the old story, you know, how many guys would walk up to the pretty girl and, and ask her for a date. And they'd be like, I could never get a date. But you never knew that. The, the chance were always 50-50. Yes. But we always made, we, in our minds, it was like, oh, it's 90% not possible. That's but it's always 50-50. That's right, yeah. That's the difference with an entrepreneur. It's like, yeah. you buy the pantry. It's like, well, it could go really great, could go bad, but at least we're even odds. Yeah. This idea of people realizing, like, it's up to us. That's it. That's it. You know, there isn't, the, there isn't some they out there that's going to magically make it better. Yeah. That's very true, and you know that, that there was after your talk last night. There was tremendous energy in the room, and it, you know I, I I felt that the doors of the conference room burst open afterwards, and it was like this flowing out of energy, and it was all I I, I could feel the buzz. It was it was tangible. It was I I and even with the people that I spoke to afterwards. Um, they had all made mental notes in terms of what they were going back to their business to do and you could you could feel that energy and you know there's there's no point in having one or two people who are enthusiastic about making changes and continuously improving themselves we need a whole community thinking the same way and i felt last night that that was very much uh, the start of it but the great challenge for us has, has i suppose adding another baby to the family as it were yeah. it has been has been a challenge but um, because you want it to be instant and you want it to fit uh, I, um, and you can't be in all three places at once see yeah. that's the hard thing that's exactly you it. want it you're a hands-on person I think very much so <laughs> very much so yeah so I want to do it all so you have to trust that I'm not at the cafe they can do the job yeah. she's not here he can do the job this uh, podcast is called Tell Me Something Great About Retail. So tell me something great about retail. What do you like about it? I think I like the multitude of uh, experiences that uh, it gives you. The things that it opens you up to, like all the things you have to be to be a good retailer or to try to be a good retailer. So you've, you've got to have some element of an understanding of business. and you've, It keeps you driving um, it keeps you wanting to be better. I think. I think retail, and we're relatively new to retail, just new to it in the last four years. But um, I think it's an exciting world to be in. It has its challenges, certainly yeah, yeah. it has. Um, but I think there are answers to those challenges, and it it keeps mm. you looking for those answers. I I, I like it for that. I reason. like that. You're yeah. not stuck. You're not in stuck in the same yeah. place yeah. doing the same thing. Well, that's for sure. That's Every day great. is probably a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a great customer story. What's a story that you were part of somebody's life in? So I said to you at the outset that our, our uh, gift shop, one of our, um, one of our missions was, was to be the kind of place that you came into and didn't really know 
um, what you might find. Uh, but hopefully uh, you would know that we would have something that would be suitable. Yes. Which is a bit of a challenge because you're covering a lot of ground there. Um, so anyway, with that in mind, we, we when we were uh, heading off to our trade fairs and to seek out new suppliers of unusual goods, quirky stuff and unusual things that you mightn't see anywhere else, um, it's good quirky, by the way, not quirky quirky. Yes. So I just had to say that. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> not dollar have, store quirky, just could, so we know. Could have been lost in translation there. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, so we found we found this company uh, called um, Edge Sculpture. They, they they make really unusual, beautiful uh, sculpture, animal sculptures largely, um, hand cast out of clay, hand painted, really beautiful. Dramatic striking, pieces, yeah. Dramatic yeah, pieces. I would agree. And we were captivated by the stand, Mark and I, when we went to the when we went to the fair, uh, to, and, and came upon this company. And um, Mark picked up an orangutan sculptor, as you do. And I said, seriously, Mark, you know, where I don't, I don't know, I like there's there's being out there and there's being way out there in isolation. Is that is that the kind of item that you would expect to um, see in a gift shop? And he said, well, it caught my attention. It caught yours. We've spent the last. 25 minutes here I really like it I th- let, let's go talk to them so he went to talk to the representative on the stand and she said um, uh, the minimum order quantity was 10 pieces Ooh. and uh, it represented a significant yeah. investment on, on our part um, and there was no negotiation on that we went for coffee as we do that's the accountant if it was me I would have bought them there and then right. the accountant said uh, wait wait exactly be oh, prudent absolutely one of them was a beautiful lion's head would remind you of the Lion King, and we bought it in that kind of colourway, uh, kind of a gold, goldy brown colourway. And uh, I remember very well the first day the orders, ar- the the delivery came, and uh, there were a huge amount of boxes. These are very precious pieces. They're all boxed up with polystyrene, and then another box outside of that. So the delivery itself was quite spectacular. <laughs> And uh, I thought, where are we going to store all these things? Took them out, put them on display, and I thought, oh dear God, who? Please tell me we haven't made a mistake. <laughs> and a week later, a customer walked into the shop and uh, uh, said to me, "I adore that lion's head. Um, how much is the piece?" And I told him, and he said, "I'll buy it." My best friend is the director of nutrition in Dublin Zoo. He's getting married in September, and that's perfect. And I just thought, wow, that's fantastic. That's brilliant. Um, and then I thought, okay, how many other people that have relations that work in animal zoos are, 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 are going to come? But um, I, that, that was maybe a year and a half ago. We've had 70 pieces through our shop since. So it was the right decision. And, and these are very... these are. Fairly expensive for your area. They There's are. nothing like them in this area, I don't think. There probably. are only three uh, distributors in Ireland, actually, in the whole that country. have that product. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a safe choice for a gift store. It's not safe, but you know that that's the whole thing, and it goes back to what I said earlier about the advice that I got was, if in your gut you feel something is right, it becomes a calculated risk, not a risk. It's a calculated risk. Well, once the accountant did all the financial calculations, but and and that worked for us. It yeah, worked, yeah. Well, you know, it's like what we talked about when I was here. We worked on windows with Allison's jewelry store, and we talked about how she needed a showpiece item, and that's what you really need for the window because that's yeah. what tells people like this is my point of view. This is the kind of merchandise you'll see. Pique your interest, like let's go see what else. And yeah. that's really what you bought with your with your heads and all this because they made a very dramatic statement they did and they're, they were a lovely piece for, for the window um, and uh, yeah people that's, talk that's about right. them they do they do indeed and and whether they like them or don't like them they are a talking piece 
Um, I, I said to somebody that a, ma- a man came into the shop recently who was just having his car serviced, as it turned out, at the local garage. And uh, he came in and I, I greeted him and he very quickly said to me, uh, I'm just having a look around, my, my car's being serviced. And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's quite all right, enjoy the, enjoy the browse. But uh, have you heard the one about the guy that came in for a browse and left with a gorilla head? <laughs> and uh, he laughed and we chatted and uh, he bought two cards that day and a candle for his wife. So it wasn't a bad uh, transaction after all. But see, you found a way to get to him. See, that's my thing. Only because I looked at your blog and took your advice. Oh, Oh my gosh well yeah. you're so gracious you know i talk about this that the whole idea if we just boil retail down to the basics the thing that has to happen that first few minutes is the customer's got to say i'm glad i met you and once that mark that box gets checked off the world opens up because mm-hmm. now you have a joke now you know you know you heard the one about the guy who walks in for nothing ends up with a gorilla head you've had to find a way in you have a laugh and now he buys something else because it's like oh i can relax i like this and then they they feel like I want to have that relationship again. I had such a good time with them. Yeah. I want to go back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we're getting to the end of our, our time here, but I think what you're really showing is an entrepreneur has this idea that I think I can do this, believing in yourself enough and knowing that you'll figure it out, but then also being willing to say, I don't, I really appreciate that Mark is the one that said uh, we should buy these because both of you were taken because we, you were both taken by it yes correct right yeah, this, yeah. this isn't a logical decision but look yeah. we both that gives us what we need so here we are your uh, friend has come to port leash your she's come to the pantry she wants to talk to you and she stops and she says i'm thinking of opening my own store what would you tell her <laughs> <laughs> i would tell her not to underestimate the task because sometimes people that say that only see the uh, they're coming at it from a customer point of view uh, they they hopefully have had a very nice experience and they're thinking what I, i'd really love to have something like this what they may not appreciate and what they come to appreciate is that in order to have that nice experience there is an awful lot of work that happens underneath the surface um, and it's the ability to do that kind of work and make that happen uh, that is the question you need to be asking yourself so i would just say to somebody to have to speak to, uh, try and learn as much as they can from other cafes or shops or outlets that they enjoy being in and um, ask the frank questions, ask the, ask the questions in terms of what realistically is involved and if you feel that is something, if that's the challenge that you're up for, well, go for it. I think that's brilliant, the idea of the difference between being a consumer in, in uh, Arizona, I went to Sedona. There's a bunch of bed and breakfast for sale, all, mm-hmm. like all the time. Yeah. And you talk to a local real estate person, like, oh, yeah, tourists come here. And they get all excited about the idea of being a bed and breakfast, and yeah. they want to buy one. And then yeah. once they start running, it's like, I don't want people in my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's enough. the difference. Consumer, yes. it's great. Yes. But yes. the other side, there's a different there's a different thing. Know what the backside looks like. I think sometimes people buy into the dream of it as a consumer, and sure, it's nice to buy product, until it's your product sitting on your sales floor and it's not selling and then you're just looking at it every day feeling you know anxious yes so as long as you understand that there's yeah. another side to it i like yeah. that it's a good thing i think you've covered everything bob Lovely. absolutely yeah yeah just keep listening in uh, that i would say to keep listening in to all of your social media podcasts and and things and i'm not saying that just because we're sitting here having um, a conversation i i mean that quite genuinely i think for me and for Mark in <clears throat> in our business, which is a small a small business really, uh, we, we we employ fourteen people. We're a small business, but to have access to the extent of uh, advice, information, and sharing, you've uh, you know, for, 
we we couldn't afford it really quite honestly um and uh we get our bite-sized chunks every week and uh we've it's made a real difference to us lovely so, and you make the world a smaller place that's terrific uh. Yeah. Well, that's the best place I can think of to end it. Thank you for joining us on this edition of Tell Me Something Great About Retail. And until next time, it's The Retail Doc, out. Well, that does it for this week's podcast. I hope you'll join me next week when I get a chance to interview Paul Laponte, founder of Quality Sewing, who has 13 locations across Washington State. Over his 35 years, he has come up with his own sales philosophy that it's all about finding a way to say yes, how a sale does not have a finite limit, and why one store does better than another. I know you won't want to miss it. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doctor. Please share the love and tell your friends to subscribe as I engage retailers to share their tips for growing your retail business. Find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. While you're there, you can find a transcript of this podcast. You can send an email to me at bob at retaildoc.com to tell me what you thought of this episode. And or you can leave a comment and share your experience right here as it relates to what we were talking about today. Again, I hope you'll tune in for another episode and good selling.